for White Spot Giants this week. Back come the Giants across the line. Kosh, left wing, looks, waves, finds a man. Benson scores! In he comes! Stop by David Tendick! He kept it out! Oh, mercy, what a save by Tendick! Up the middle comes Byram, right side, running at the circle, scores! Here's your host, Dan O'Connor. Good evening and welcome to another edition of White Spot Giants This Week, the home of Vancouver Hockey, the home of the Giants. This is Sportsnet 650. My name is Dan O'Connor, voice of the Vancouver Giants, and welcome to another Monday show. Coming up in segment two tonight, head coach Michael Dick of the Vancouver Giants will hear some of his post-game thoughts after last night's game against the Kelowna Rockets. Vancouver Giants veteran defenseman Tom Cadu also stops by the show. But to kick off the show, I'm pretty darn excited about this, if I do say so myself. Um, Caroline Frolic has done wonderful work this season on Vancouver Giants broadcast, delivering you the pregame, the intermissions, and the postgame coverage, uh, as well as contributing during the broadcasts themselves. You can hear her every weekday morning on News 1130 and City TV News. And, of course, as well, catch her show every week, OT, with herself, Lindsay Horsting, and Lena Setagian. I'm so sorry, Caroline, that it has taken us this long to have a chat on this platform, but thank you for taking the time out of your Monday, and it's wonderful to chat with you today. Well, wonderful to chat with you. Thanks for having me on, and you ask why it's taken so long. It's because I'm always chasing you to get player interviews for Giants this week, so uh, it's because I'm always squawking at you, Dad, I need help. Get me someone. So that's why. It's because I'm keeping you working even more than you already do. Well, I'm really excited to have you on this show, and I want to dive a little deeper into some of those weekly features that you've done this season, Caroline. We'll get there in a moment. But first, I just want to go back to last night. You've had a chance to sleep on it. What do you make uh, after a night's sleep of the Vancouver Giants' Kelowna Rockets game last night at the LEC? Same as I felt last night. I was very impressed by the effort. And I know I don't want to be the positive spin. Oh, but they tried real hard. But they did. And that is the thing that I really respect about this team. A couple of times earlier in the season, I kind of wanted to just yell at them and go, guys, it's not over. And what I saw last night and also the night before was pushback. They fought right to the end. I was waiting outside of the banquet hall to do our post-game show and they were fighting they were fighting i think there was like 5.2 seconds left on the clock and i thought i'm not gonna go in there and set up yet because i don't want to miss the goal because i just knew they were going to score and tie it up and send it to overtime because of the way they were playing they were not stopping they were playing tight hockey they just ran out of time and that was what i was saying about the game all morning they didn't they lost but they ran out of time you know and that was really really impressive to see them just come together and just try and I think that momentum is going to carry them really really well into this long trip against the American team 
Well, I mean, I think a trip for this team could be what the doctor ordered right now, a chance to get away, a chance to do a little late-season bonding, and, um, of course, we'll have those games on Sportsnet 650 throughout the week. But, Caroline, let's go back to sort of the beginning of the season, and, heck, even a little bit beforehand. would love to give our listener a little bit of perspective into your um, I guess, appreciation for junior hockey. Um, at what point um, in your life or in your career did you sort of take notice of junior hockey and think, ooh, okay, there's something about this that, that just beckons to me? Well, when I lived in Ontario, of course, there were junior hockey teams all over, but really started with my first broadcasting job ever in Barry, covering the Barry Colts. And I just saw how junior hockey brings the community together and this was quite a wild team i mean it was the the allegations of coach bill stewart smuggling a ukrainian player under the bus in the luggage it was <laughs> the little team that could and um it was just a quite an interesting uh, introduction into sportscasting because it was never a dull moment but i really saw when they went right to the memorial cup how it brought a community together. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. I mean, maybe not so much 20 years ago as it is now, but there's just so much going on. And that is where it doesn't matter socioeconomic background, race, whatever you believe in, it brings people together. I really love that about junior hockey. And, you know, going to Langley, I see that exact thing happening there too. And every time I go in there, everybody from, you know, way up to to the people that, you know, check my vaccine card. Everybody welcomes you like your family. And I know it sounds so trite to say, and people are probably rolling their eyes going, oh my God, she has to say this. And I feel so silly saying it because it sounds so trite, but it really isn't. It is so true. And that's what I love about junior hockey. And that's why I love going to Vancouver Giants games. We're chatting with Caroline Frolic here on White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. So, Caroline, now as we're sort of 50-ish games into this season and an interesting season it has been when you think about the impact of COVID, the impact of highway closures, the, <laughs> the, the storybook journey that we have talked so much about on these broadcasts, when you think about the season to this point and just your experiences sort of working alongside the Giants for these broadcasts, what has impressed you the most? What has maybe surprised you the most? And it doesn't have to be about anything on the ice or off the ice. Just interpret the question how you will. Well, what has surprised me is that the league is still going with all of the postponements, all of the cancel, well, it's no cancellation, but all the postponements, all the movement. It, was, it just seemed like one thing after another. It wasn't COVID, as you said. It was the highway closures. It was just one comedy of errors after another. It was just seemed like every time I spoke to him, like, oh, my God, Dan, what's going on now? And it, But somehow this league and this team, it's a little engine that could. <laughs> somehow they're pulling it off. Yeah, they're adding games to the end of the season. The kids are playing. They're not in a bubble. They're getting to showcase their talents. They're getting to further their careers, work on their skills. And it's just so phenomenal that <laughs> it's just being pulled off. And the Giants, you know, they're flourishing. Like I said, the team I saw last night in the last few games, they're fighting. And they could really, really surprise at the end of the season. And I'm so glad that there is an end of the season. 
and getting a chance to have the fans in the games as well and and the the chatter with with scouts in the stands it it it, it it's not quite fully normal yet but we are darn close and i think we are trending there um you have had the opportunity this season caroline to spend a bit of time with these players um in, in a more casual relaxed setting doing some of these q a features and these weekly giants this week segments that uh, have become a real fan favorite and and that's a testament to the great job that you do hosting these features um do you have a favorite feature that you've done so far is there one that sort of sticks out fondly to you that has you sort of smiling and and sort of thinking hey uh i'm really glad that i had this conversation or really glad that that i was able to sort of know this um and, and something that you can then share with the fans oh gosh why are you making me choose a favorite like Sophie's Choice. Don't make me choose. <laughs> um, <laughs> choose a favorite child. No. I, what I like are the player features. Getting to know these guys. Because as I keep telling them and I keep saying to you, great, I get it. It's fun to win and it really sucks to lose. Tell me how that feels. Great. Pucks in net. You know, pucks in deep. Best fans. We get it. Wonderful. What makes you tick? And I think that's what the fans want to know too. Because we get it. We can look up your stats. Anyone can Google that. But who are you? Who are these people that the fans are cheering for? And I want to get to a, to the bottom of it. You know, whether it be asking a goofy question, like I asked poor Ty Halberta last night, you rob a bank who's driving the getaway car. It brings out their personality because they are people. And that's what we forget as sportscasters, as fans. We forget that these are human beings because we talk about them as commodities at times you know you have to be this on the scoreboard and xyz you can get this for this guy in the trade forget that they're human beings and these are young guys too and i just want people to remember that they're people and they love playing for the vancouver giants and this playing for this team is going to stay with them for the rest of their lives these are memories these are friendships these are bonds that they have with the community with their billets that they're going to take for the rest of their lives and I want fans to know that, hey, these decent human beings love playing for your team. And some of them have really quirky, fun personalities that you got to know. And, and, I mean, you know, it, it's a shame that we couldn't get Jaden Lipinski to play you a few chords on the guitar, but the season is still young, and we might very well get there. And the... Uh, the, the, the best hair debate on the team with Justin Lees and Connor Horning. I know that's, uh, that is a fight, that is a cause that I know holds very near and dear to your heart. Um, I'm going to bring this up because uh, I, I haven't gotten the chance to do so publicly, but um, not long ago you got a chance to do something historic in local sports and got a chance to uh, step behind the PA microphone for the Vancouver Canucks, becoming, if my facts are correct, just the second woman to ever do that for an NHL game. Um, sort of a two-parter here for you, Caroline. I mean, tell me about the experience and just how how nervous, how fun, how... Um, just however that after that evening sort of unfolded for you, I'd love to sort of get a peek behind that curtain a little bit. But um, you know, just the the, the broader scope of um, of of being a part of history, and you know, being you know in in the year 2022, where 
you know, there's a, you know, a female general manager in Major League Baseball, and the, the Vancouver Canucks left and right are, are bringing women into their front office, um, and just being able to be a part of that positive landscape and be a part of that development, I know that is an honor, and I know that is a privilege that, that holds very near and dear to your heart. Please tell me more. Well, I am very big on representation matters. I try and, you know, every time uh, another female gets hired in a in a high position, I always hashtag it with representation matters because it does. Billie Jean King said many, many years ago, if you can see it, you can be it. You don't know that you can do it until you see someone else doing it. Or you, you, you know you can, but you just maybe don't think it's possible. And I thought that about being a sportscaster until I saw Andrea Kramer on TV and I thought, oh, I can do this. And to be one of those people that is the first XYZ, it's just still blowing my mind. I keep thinking, why me? What did I do to deserve this? And and why why would they trust me? And Al Murdoch was so fantastic saying, well, we asked you because you're good. And I said, oh, well, I'm sure my gender helps. It just doesn't matter. We hired you because you're good. And I just was kind of blown away by that. And, you know, you hear Emily Castingay and Cami Granado say the same thing. If I thought I was a token, I would have just said no. And their gender was not mentioned at all in the hiring process. And that's what it was like for me, too. But to be that person that maybe a little girl can look up to and go, oh, maybe I could do that. And actually... Um, Kevin on um, Kiss FM said, "Well, maybe a little boy can look, can listen to you and say, oh, maybe girls can do that, right? Okay, so it's not just little girls we're influencing; it's little boys we're influencing as well to change the mindset." And what really, really got me, and then you know, I'm an emotional mess all the time. You know, I'm happy, I cry; I'm sad, I cry. You know, I'm just cheery. I'm that person. But what really got the waterworks going was going into my uh, my message requests on Twitter and seeing parents saying, you know what, I was at the game with my eight-year-old daughter. Thank you. That was so cool to see her face light up when she heard your voice. And that just got me. I lost it. I was mad. <laughs> but it just shows that hockey is for everyone. It's not just a phrase. It really is. And I really hope that more teams consider females and other physical minorities everyone hockey is for everyone and i really hope this is the start of it caroline how close are we or or maybe maybe the better way to phrase the question is i mean even thinking to you know the early portion of your career to present day today you know are you satisfied ish with where things are currently at and how much work is there still to do uh, for me, for for people in hockey, for people in all realms of sport, and frankly, for all realms of life, I don't necessarily want to take this too, too beyond the sports scope, but uh, I ask the question, one, out of, out of curiosity, and two, out of, you know, just the genuine desire to to do my part, and for all of us to hopefully do our part to create and maintain a space that, as you said, is not just there for women, um, but it's there for every minority, every sexual orientation, every walk of life. How close are we, in your opinion? 
Well, not not too close, but I think that it's a start that now women are part of the conversation, that the applicant pool is opening up. That is that is the point. I mean, ask Emily Castingay, ask Cammy Granado if they were to be you know, the token girl hire, they would have said no. No, they just wanted a chance to interview. And now, finally, women are getting that chance to just be part of the conversation, to be part of the applicant pool. It's a slow process, yes, but it's happening. So I'm encouraged that it's happening. And, and as we always say, when there's a the first of XYZ hire, hopefully one day it wouldn't be a big deal to hear a woman's voice over a PA that if someone is hired as a general manager, assistant general manager, president of hockey operations, that it's not a, ooh, wow, that's neat. Let's see where the last one was, or you are the first one. Hopefully it can just be, hey, this person was hired, period. Um, I noticed a difference in how I'm treated from when I started in the business 20 years ago. Man, was it tough. I nearly gave it up so many times. And I'm so glad I didn't because look at what I'm doing now. I'm doing my dream job. I'm filling in at the Vancouver Canucks PA game. I get to work in junior hockey again. I get to talk about sports on the radio. Are you kidding me? This is so much fun. And if I would have listened to the people that told me I wasn't good enough and that I shouldn't and girls don't do this and all of the negative things, then I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be so happy doing what I'm doing. So to answer your question, are we close? I hope so. Right now, I think the applicant pool is just opening up and people are seeing that, oh, maybe different sets of experiences and opinions and eyes will lead to something better. Interesting. So there is it turning for the better? Yes. Are we there yet? Nope. Well said. Uh, just a few more for Caroline Frolic here on segment one of White Spot Giants this week. And I've had the great fortune, as you know, to hear you interview players all season long. And your questions have, have brought a twinkle to my eye and a smile to my face. And, Caroline, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to flip the script. So, <clears throat> if I may, uh, a couple of rapid-fire questions for you to, uh, to get the, uh, you know, to sort of bring this whole thing full circle. Um, oh, I'm going to be frolicked right now. I see what you're doing there, Dan. Yes. I see what you're doing. Okay. Bring Here, it. Bring oh, it. Okay. I can dish it. I can take it. There you go. Okay. So thinking back to your career, is there the interview? Is there a guest? Is there someone that you've been face-to-face -face with or face-to-voice with where – you know, along the lines of Ty Halliburton is in the NHL, who's his wow player? Who has been your wow interview subject over the years? I would have to say Andrea Kramer because, and it was just recently, and it was with OT as well, because she is, without her and with what she, without what she had to go through back in the day, I wouldn't be doing this job. And that is quite a literal statement. Because back when she started, girls just don't do this, sweetie. Oh, that's really cute. Do you think a man's going to want you if you know more about sports than them? That was the mentality back then. And she just kind of went, fine, great. This is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. So she found a way to make it happen. 
So when we first started to speak to her, I said that to her. And she was like, no, no, I didn't do anything. Yes, Andrea, yes, you did. Ms. Kramer, yes, you did. But what really struck me about that interview is how candid and real she was. She was talking about how nervous she was when she was calling the game, when she was the first female to call a game. She was telling us how nervous she was and, and all the self-doubt she had. And I'm listening to her going, Andrea Kramer was nervous? Are you kidding me? But she is a human and she went through, she's going through it all like all of us. And the moment of her, you know, calling play by play wasn't lost on her, but she knew it was bigger than her. And our interview that we promised the PR guy, girl, whoever it was, was going to be maybe 14 minute top, minutes tops. She stayed with us for well over an hour. And it was just, we stopped recording. It was just four people talking about sports, four people talking about their lives. And she was just so fantastic giving advice, sharing fun stories. And that is going to stick with me for a very, very long time. I was a little starstruck trying to keep my composure. Thank goodness it was just over uh, over the telephone because I w- had a big grin like a Cheshire cat. The Vancouver Giants win a home game in overtime. 4,000 strong at the LEC are losing their minds. The post-game show goes great. The gear is all torn down. What is your go-to celebratory meal slash beverage after a Giants victory? Oh, what I'm doing is I am ordering a pizza from the parking lot in Langley. And then by the time I get home, it'll be delivered. See, it's it's always, Efficiency. always planning ahead. <laughs> yep. It is a, a giant slimy pizza and maybe a glass or two or three or four of something bubbly and champagne Okay. Or maybe a white claw. All white right. White claw on pizza. Wow. That's some classy, that's some classy stuff there. But yep, that's my celebratory because all the restaurants are closed by the time I leave Langley up there. So, you know. Uh, which uh, okay? So if we look at the cast of OT, Lindsay, Lena, Caroline, who's driving the getaway car? Oh, Lena, hundred percent, Lena, and she is, and she is the one that masterminded the whole thing and wouldn't let us all back out. Yes, Lena. Okay. Um, and then, um, who? Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to tell them your pick because this, this truly does matter. Justin Lees versus Connor Horning. Who does have the best hair on the Vancouver Giants? Why, why you got to do this? You know what? As someone who was a rocker chick back in the... 80s slash 90s. Yep, I just aged myself. Justin Lees has the hair that all the cool rocker boys had. So every time I look at him, I think I'm back in grade 10 hanging out with the cool kids. And um, yeah, I told you, Dan, if I had a son, I would make him have hair like that because it's, you know, throwback to the 80s rocker days. So I mean, no disrespect to uh, young Mr. Horning, but I got to give the nod to uh, the magic mullet from Flynn Flon. 
Carolina, I, I won't keep you longer, but it's not because I don't want to. There are so many great things that uh, that I know you and I could discuss and we have discussed. And, and please let me just take this moment publicly because, uh, I mean, I, I hope my, my thanks and my appreciation to you is exuded every time we're together. But in case it is not, let me just tell the, the folks and the fans of the Vancouver Giants and the WHL what a remarkable job you do and the presence the personality and just the enthusiasm and professionalism that you bring to the broadcasts i kid you not it has been a a sincere highlight for me this season to work alongside you uh, and you really have take helped you know maintain a standard for the vancouver giants broadcast that i know bill and i and the organization have worked very hard to uh to maintain over the years and Getting to know you, getting a chance to get to know your family a little bit has been a joy, and I really do appreciate your time today. I appreciate the work of yours this season, and I look forward to many more down the stretch here of this season. Thank you for being a great guest on White Spot Giants this week. You're kind of going to make me cry again, and I can say the same right back to you. Thank you, and thank to you for everything you do for Giants this week for all the help you've given me and the entire organization for just welcoming me, you know, treating me like I'm part of a family. Again, there's that thing again, but it really does feel like that. And I'm just forever grateful for the Giants for just making me feel at home. And I love, love going to do that job. I really do. It's not just, oh, this is fun to do. It's a job that I love to do, and I look forward to it, and I see a giant home game on the schedule, and I get so excited for that reason. So thank you, Dan. This has been a terrific start to White Spot Giants this week with Caroline Frolic. When we come back, the head coach, Michael Dick, and Giants defenseman, Tom Cadu. This has been White Spot, well, part one anyway, of White Spot Giants this week on Sportsnet 650. <laughs> Giants this week. Here's your host, Dan O'Connor. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. My name is Dan O'Connor, and still to come, we're going to hear from Tom Cadu, Vancouver Giants defenseman, a little later on in this segment, but before we do, let's go back to last night and the post-game show and hear some of Michael Dick's post-game reaction thoughts after the victory for the Kelowna Rockets, a 5-4 Kelowna victory over the Vancouver Giants. Here's Coach Dick on White Spot Giants this week. Heartbreaker. That's the only way you can describe that, but your guys put up quite a fight. Yeah, they did. Uh, there's a lot of guys that uh, <laughs> they were they were hanging uh, hanging by a thread going into this one. A lot of a lot of banged up um, a lot of banged up players tonight, but uh, I thought they dug in and, and gave us a solid effort. So uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, we felt like we played well enough to win tonight. You know, we talked about this, Coach. Uh, that's their 25th one goal game. I should have it right in front of me. I I don't. I, I haven't got time to look for it. But they're 17, four, one, and three in the in the game. So you know, a little more experience in the close games, possibly. Um, I, you know, I want to I want to say that 
back when you guys in 2019, I think there were 31 one-goal games, Mike, and you lost four of them. That's it in regulation. So is that a big thing in this kind of a game? But I think you, you know... I think you got to look back at that you know, that back end, and, and uh, you got you got Bo, you got uh, you got Leaps, you got Pluver, you got a lot of experience back there. Uh, we got a really young back end right now, and uh, you know sometimes in those situations they uh, they can get exposed, and we got exposed early. Uh, I like the way we we fought back, but uh, yeah, tough one to watch us. Uh, we had lots of opportunities to. Uh, I think to win the hockey game, we had some great chances, and we just couldn't convert, and tough to give that one up. You know, you, you fell behind 2 nothing early. I jokingly said game started at 4, not 7, but be that as it may, you got those two back. Uh, a big goal by a 16-year-old, and then that next penalty kill I thought was huge. And, Coach, I looked at your bench, and I thought everybody was standing. Everybody was into that. I knew that was going to be a big penalty kill. It was. And then you get the two power play goals after that. Uh, pretty good first parade all in all. Yeah, it was. It was uh, certainly like the way we we bounced back. We knew that, uh, you know, that we needed a good start. We didn't get a good start. Um, you know, we knew we, we, we got zapped a little bit with a bus ride and, and getting home late. And then quick turnaround that uh, – that we would uh, we would rely on some energy early. We never got it, but I, I certainly like the way we we bounced back. We didn't uh, we bent, but we didn't break, and and found a way to get back in the hockey game. Certain yeah. players have had uh, sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, some of the players tonight uh, really made us raise our eyebrows in a good way. Like Zach Ostopchuk. What did you see from him tonight? Yeah, he he's he's been playing so well for us, mm-hmm. both sides of the puck. Uh, just just honest, heavy, uh, physical uh, gives gives you everything he has. So. He he was really good for us tonight. Uh, we we had some good performances from our summer. I, I thought Jaden Lipinski was really solid for us as well. Interesting oh, that goal. Two big guys, eh? Yeah, Lipinski. Yeah. That goal. Oh my! These two lost their minds with that goal. Well, not really, but we we thought it was pretty impressive. I said twenty scouts probably lost their minds too. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a power forward goal, you know. Mm-hmm. The, and and it, you know he uh, he stepped by you know one of the better twenty year old defensemen in this league and. Made a great play. You know, and you talk about a stop check. I'm sure you remember late in the game, last two minutes, he exploded a guy at, the, at, at our end, right? Just yeah. absolutely flattened a guy. Was up the ice for the two-on-one with Lysel, and I'm thinking, wow, this is third and three nights. This guy's 6-3. This guy's yeah. absolutely yeah. dominant at both. He could have scored. They could have scored that, and I would have said, now I would have lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said, the big guy doing what he does in his own and then capitalizing the other end. That's that's yeah, amazing. He's a competitor, you know. He's a hockey player, and uh, you know Ottawa's got a a real good prospect there. I think they're going to be really happy with him. Lewinsky is always a bit of a problem, isn't he? Lewinsky for Kelowna, the number nine. I mean, uh, opportunistic. I think he's he uh, you know he's a, he's a twenty year old and, and took advantage of some opportunities he got. But uh, you know, to, to us, the drivers are those guys on the back end. They've they've probably if they don't have the best back end in this league it's it's pretty darn close uh, you know lee and feist to sue's they're big and they can really move and uh you know they're uh, they're hard to play against can we talk about your goaltender for a second will gursky that save on kid unbelievable but he made some key saves throughout the night to really keep your guys in it yeah you know there were some uh definitely some some screenshots uh, that they had on the power play uh, doc walking off the flank and and we need him to just be big and, and, and for the puck to hit him, and, and that happened. You know, I looked at the um, 
the two power play goals, a shot from Horning, the shot from Cadu, and I talked to, we talked on the walk-off with the assistant coach, Keith. He's talk, I mean, that was a pretty loose penalty kill. That allowed both those guys to walk into these. Dude, and they're 17th out of 22 in the penalty kill. When I looked at it, I thought, you know what? That's not a great penalty kill. You expose it a bit there? Well, we, did, we didn't like our power play last night, and, and uh, we, challenged, uh, we challenged those guys to be better today, and I thought they were much better today. Just in playing fast and, and going back to what, you know, what we're good at and, and, and having a little more confidence uh, putting the puck on net. And I, I didn't like the fact that we didn't shoot the puck enough last night on the power play, so I, I thought it was a good response. I thought Connor, Connor Horning had a terrific game tonight. Period two, he had three pass outs out of his own, one chip out, important, had the goal. I thought he was really good tonight uh, as a 20-year-old. Is he getting some more leadership out of him? Yeah, he's, well, he's, a, he's such a good guy and, and uh, you know, been in this league for a long time. Uh, and, and he's played a lot of minutes this weekend. Uh, we really relied on him, you know, not only on the power play, but, uh, but killing penalties. So uh, certainly a day off tomorrow will do him good. Eight in a row against the U.S. Division. Now, how's that sound? Eleven in the next twelve against the U.S. Division. Yeah, it, well, it, it just seems like uh, it's feast or famine. It's, it's eleven in a row against BC. You now eleven in a row against the U.S. But it'd be nice, nice to get on the road. And uh, obviously, you got a b- real big game coming up against them, a much improved Spokane team on Wednesday. Friday, Kamloops. Last night, Kelowna. Tonight, Kelowna. These three games alone. What did? What have you learned about your team? Well, being. Being short-staffed, uh, and we were, um, and we're, we're not a terribly deep team. So, so when you even you're missing uh, a guy like Ty Halliburton, who's a 16-year-old, but uh, you know Boucher, Cotton, uh, Cull, um, you know I like the way I like the way you guys stepped up um, in the in the absence of, and, and obviously Jesper. I mean that's huge. Uh, that's or, to us, that's our MVP. So. Um, when when we get everybody back, and hopefully it always seems like every every time I say that uh, we're one guy away, yeah. we lose three more. But uh, we're so confident that that if we can get healthy, we can we can beat anybody. It's just a matter of of getting some momentum and getting getting some bodies back and and getting on a roll. We've got time. I think we're down to 17 games right now, so we do have the time to do it. But uh, but the clock is ticking. Next three on the road, beginning Wednesday at Spokane. Coach, we'll let you go. Get back to your guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And to now end the show, we stay local. We keep the conversation going about the Vancouver Giants with a fellow who is um, fast becoming a regular on the back end of the Vancouver Giants, uh, acquired in a trade deadline deal with the Regina Pats, uh, Tom Cadu, now a veteran of 157 games in the Western Hockey League, 14 of which have been with the Vancouver Giants. Two goals, two assists, four points uh, in his brief tenure with the Vancouver Giants. Thrilled to welcome Saskatoon Zone Tom Cadu to the show. Tom, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate you doing this on a day off. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. It's... Uh, been a fairly busy stretch of course the three and three sort of a rite of passage in the western hockey league um take me through the the weekend tom and even just some of the initial takeaways i know it's going to read as as three losses for the vancouver giants but i think if you sort of examine and, and do the csi on the on the weekend 
Um, three winnable hockey games for the Giants and a weekend that could have and maybe even should have gone a little bit differently. What did you think? Yeah, I thought we battled hard. I mean, there's a lot of positives we can take out of those games, even though we did lose. Uh, I think we battled hard at the end of the day. I think uh, our discipline and penalty troubles kind of bit us there. But uh, I think overall, as a team, we played well, consistent, and uh, we should look to do that going into our road trip here coming up. Uh, the Kelowna the games especially, um, it, it, it had been you know over a month since the Giants had faced the Rockets and then you faced them twice. Uh, I sort of got the sense that um, the, those Kelowna-Vancouver games, two teams that I think are built fairly similar, um, two physical games. Can you just speak to the physicality? Can you just speak to sort of the, the battle that ensued on Saturday and Sunday? And, and, and overall, I, I didn't think the Giants looked the least bit out of place going up against them. Yeah, well, obviously, Camus and Kelowna, they're big teams. They have, they have depth all the way through their lineup, so it's hard. I mean, they do bring it from pressure, and uh, they do like to play a physical game, but three games and three nights playing against them can definitely wear you down a bit but at the end of the day I thought our team did a good job of handling that and we responded well and like I said before even though we did lose there's a lot of pauses we can take away from this weekend and and uh moving forward here with our road trip to the U.S. like these are big games we need to win so if we just keep playing the way we've been playing I think at the end of the day we'll find a different result. Obviously, the good news coming from yesterday is the fact that you got your second goal in a Giants uniform and a power play goal to boot. What did you uh, walk us through the play and, and sort of how how that whole thing sort of unfolded for you? Yeah, so Chefs just kind of gave it to me from low to high there, and I kind of just walked the blue and saw that the goalie was a bit out of position and that I'd just throw one on net and see what happens. and. Got a lucky bounce, and it went in, so it was good. Did you know it went in right away, Tom? I mean, of course, it went to review, and, and a fairly quick review later showed that the puck was, was a clear goal despite the, the adamant official waving it off. Did you know right away that you had scored? Yeah, I, well, I kind of heard, like, the middle bar sound or whatever, so I kind of figured it hit something in the net, so I kind of knew it was. I thought they were going to call it goal interference or something. I didn't know. They just didn't see it go in or anything, but I did I didn't know it went in, so <laughs> I wasn't worried. Tom Cadu, my guest here on White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. Tom, you and I spoke the day you got traded, and uh, I remember you sort of hinting at the fact that it's it was an exciting prospect to come back west to join this Giants team. Um, you know, fast forward to today, you've been with the team now for about a month and a half. It's been an adventure, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But just tell me about the, the early transition, um, the guys, the rink, the, the billets. I mean, everything that's sort of going on. Can you just speak to your comfort, your transition, and just adjusting to life as a Vancouver Giant? Yeah, it's been really good so far. I mean, the guys have been unbelievable. Billets are unbelievable. So when you have great teammates and a great house to come to after a, after a day at the rink, it really is just the best thing ever. And uh, I can't be I can't be more grateful for everyone. And uh, yeah, I mean, when I did first get traded, it was a bit overwhelming, but. Like I said, they have been. Uh, everyone's been open or welcomed me with open arms, so it's been really good. 
Well, you're getting a chance to play a lot, and, and of course, I mean, even just sort of watching you, I mean, clearly you're fitting right in with the guys and probably helps that there's a pretty decent Prairie contingent on the team. Justin Lees, Caden Cole, um, Evan Toth, the list goes sort of on and on and on. But, I mean, can you just sort of speak to, to the importance of that aspect and just having a bit of common ground with, with guys and, you know, being back in a conference where you spent a fair amount of time early in your WHL career? Yeah, obviously when you have guys like I've known Caden most of my life and when you have a guy like that, it's easier to get in and gel with the guys and I think uh, with all of us having similar interests like that, it definitely uh, definitely makes it uh, easier to uh, be yourself around everyone, so it's been really good. Part of this U.S. road trip, Tom, is going to take us to Kennewick, Washington for a showdown with the Tri-City Americans. Forgive me uh, on, on being a little bit ill-prepared. Not sure if this is going to be the first visit for you back to the Tri-Cities or not since you were traded. Um, how weird is it going to be to go to that rink? How exciting is it to, to go to that rink and be you know have a chance to see some old teammates and, and sort of take that re-trip down memory lane? Yeah, it's going to be different. I mean, when I first got traded here, that was one of the things I looked for in our schedules when we were going to Tri-City because I haven't been back since I've been traded. But it's going to be really exciting. I mean, I haven't seen my, my old billets or any of my old teammates really since the whole COVID thing started. So it's going to be good to see all of them and play against my old teammates. And hopefully we get a good win out of it. <laughs> um. Is it a good thing right now, Tom, for this team to get on the bus and to go away for about four or five days? I mean, it, it has been, like, frankly, it's been overkill with the BC division when you look at just how many games against Victoria, how many games against Prince George, how many games against Kelowna Kamloops, even just to get on a bus and face a different opponent for the first time in seemingly ever. How nice will that be? Yeah, I think uh, road trips are the best way to bring a group together even more and uh to see you know different teams that i haven't seen in a few years or we haven't seen in a while it's going to be good they're going to be they're going to be bringing it because they want to make pushes too like spokane and tri-city those are four point those are four point games for us and uh we really need to win and uh i think uh us going on the road is gonna it's gonna be a bit of a challenge in other teams barns but I do. I think at the end of the day that we'll bring it and we'll come out with the wins. Just a few more questions with Tom Cadu, defenseman for the Vancouver Giants here on White Spot Giants this week. Uh, you've been around uh, long enough now, Tom, where you've sort of gotten to familiarize yourself with this Giants team. And I know, you know, initially on the trade, you sort of looked at the roster and there was there were things that you remembered about the Giants from playing against them. Um, is there a teammate, is there somebody on this Giants roster that um, maybe you didn't know they were as, like, it's one thing to face them in a game, it's another thing to sort of practice with them and see them every single day, day in, day out. Is there one player that sort of comes to your mind where you're like, whoa, I didn't realize that this player was this good? Yeah, I haven't really played against any of these guys because I was in the East Division for most of my uh my, most of my time in the past few years so I haven't really got to see these guys besides when I first got here but I think uh, we have a few like really good guys like I mean yes where he's been an absolute stud for us between the pipes so I mean a guy like that on your back end it just 
as a defenseman gives you a lot of reassurance that he's going to make make the stop and make make the plays with the puck when he has to play it and I think he has been great and he's going to go really far in his career if he keeps doing what he's doing that, okay, that's that's a very interesting point, and I'd love to go a little bit deeper with you there, Tom, because I know from a broadcast standpoint, and even in interviews with coaches, we'll talk all the time about goalies and how the performance of a goaltender just breeds confidence for the entire rest of the group. So can you, in fact, confirm for me that when a guy like Jesper is going the way that he's been going in 2022, that there is that added confidence, there is that added security blanket? Does it, in fact, allow you as a defenseman to play a little more, I don't know if the word is relaxed, maybe you've got a better word for me. Can a goaltender exude that much confidence in the rest of the team? Yeah, I think I wouldn't use the word I don't want to say relax because you never want to take your foot off the pedal or anything, but he definitely, there's like a certain point of trust and accountability in him that you know if you like want to do like a little bit extra with your game that he's going to be there just in case. Like like let's say you want to make an, a play and you like turn it over or whatever, and you know Jesper is going to be there to, to back you up. So it definitely does bring you a little bit of more confidence and ability to play outside of your comfort zone in the game well said cool answer no i i I appreciate that because i know that's something that uh, gets talked about an awful lot but it's not necessarily something that uh, you get to talk to defensemen about a lot um spokane wednesday night tom it's the next game for this giants team you've uh, you're familiar with with going to the spokane arena one of my favorites in the whl but just a thought from you about the, the game Wednesday, the opportunity for the Giants to to get back into the win column and, and to start this road trip off strong, just sort of the mind process, the thought process going in. Yeah, like I said before, this is a four-point game for us. I mean, it's a tight race for the bottom playoff spots right now, so we really got to find a way to scrape up these wins, and I think Wednesday is going to be a good challenge for us, and uh, hopefully we can play the right way and do what we were doing this weekend and just eliminate our our penalty troubles that we had and I think we'll uh, I think we'll come up with those ones okay Tom my last burning question for you saving the toughest one for the very end when I shared uh, an infamous car ride with you back from Seattle uh, one uh, a ride I'm sure that you me and Jacob Boucher will never ever 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 forget um, you told me that you were a major fan of country music. So to end the conversation, you get the opening act, you get the middle act, you get the headliner. Give me your ultimate dream country concert, beginning, middle, and end. Um, I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan. I absolutely love his music. I, uh, I think I know the lyrics to probably almost every single one of his songs. So I'd say probably uh, see Morgan Wallen perform live, which I think I am this summer. It's going to be uh, it's definitely going to be a treat. I think he is. I think he's just great. Okay. So see, so he opens it up. Who's the next guy? Um, probably going to have to go with Blake Shelton. I think uh, his performances are pretty wild. So I'd have to go with him, number two. Okay. And then who's the headliner? Who who is who is bringing the whole thing full circle for you? Luke Combs. 
I think Luke Combs is great too. I love how he plays the guitar. I think his style is great, so I definitely have to go with him too. Okay, so, sorry to have to grill you like that, Tom, but uh, I, I, th- I knew you could handle it. Uh, thanks for this. That'll do it. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time on your day off to, to join the show. Looking forward to seeing what you and the fellas have up your sleeve for this trip to the U.S. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tom Cadu on White Spot Giants this week. That will do it for the show. Big thanks to Tom Cadu. Big thanks to Michael Dick. And a huge thanks as well to Caroline Frolic. This has been White Spot Vancouver Giants this week on the home of Vancouver Hockey and the home of the Giants, Sportsnet 650.